Heather Church family, it's good to be with you today for our midweek sermon recap as we continue the series on God's generosity, looking at God's generosity towards us and then how we respond to that generosity. And so we focused on God's generosity in creation. Uh, the second week we looked at man's response, and so we were in Genesis 3. We saw Adam and Eve sinning in the garden, going against the generosity of God. And said it, and they're just, <clears throat> I can't remember if I read it, I'm sure I read it somewhere, but it was like it was as if Adam and Eve were in the mansion and they were and they had all this gold matching and all they focused on was the one penny that they didn't have access to and that's what they complained about and sinned against and so they they sinned and and chose their own route against the generosity of God and so this week uh, we wanted to see God's response then to to this to man's response how would God respond to what man did and so we were in Genesis chapter 3 looking at verses 18 through 19, and then we looked at various passages after that. Because in verses 18 and 19 of Genesis chapter 3, we have the curses that are brought down because of of sin. Uh, God comes in the garden. Adam and Eve hide from him. Uh, Adam, God gives them a chance. You know, where are you? Uh, why are you hiding? And they say, because we're naked. Who told you you're naked? You know, and so they had sown fig leaves together, and so then God puts curses down on the serpent, on Eve, on and on Adam. And so we looked at those different curses and the understanding that because of sin, uh, all of creation is corrupted now. There's corruption there, uh, and I don't think that can be denied. Uh, but we wanted to focus on uh, really verse 15 of Genesis chapter 3 and look at that part of of the curse because in verse 15 uh, we really have a uh, a view of God's generosity because again they should have they deserve destruction they deserve death but in verse 15 it says I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel and so we are did I finish that he shall bruise your head yeah and bruise your heel so we have this prophecy though that there is going to be a destruction of the enemy right so there's hope there instead of you're just going to be taken over them by the enemy that we don't see that but it is a future a, a future hope and so we see god's generosity even in this we see god's generosity in how he had handled adam and eve uh, yes they got kicked out of the garden yes life got hard but guess what they still had life <laughs> right uh there was still they were still going to be able to be a family, have children. All this stuff was still going to happen and take place, and so there was still this grace that God was giving them that we see very, very evident there. But when we look at this passage, we know that we have a problem. Mankind has a problem, and it's a it's a sin. It's a sin problem. I read from Romans chapter five. Let me uh, get there. Romans five twelve says, "Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men." Because all sinned. This is the this is the problem. And so talked a little bit about that problem. And if you talk to people today, ask them what's wrong with the world, you probably get a lot of different answers. But really sin is at the at the root of this problem. And <clears throat> I think sometimes Christians are scared to interact with people in society because they, they feel like they might be too dumb to answer questions or whatever the case might be. But I do think that this is a fact that we should hold to and understand that when we have a good understanding of the Word of God and a good biblical worldview, we are the ones with the answers that the world needs. And this is one of them. A big question that people have is, why is there suffering? Why is there evil? And we actually have an answer for that, where 
if you are just a naturalist or you just believe that this was by accident, it's harder to answer that question other than they would have to go to like a Darwin idea of uh, so the strong survive, which then leads to, you know, fighting, war, all these different things. That's kind of what they would get down to. Uh, we have a different answer for that of what Scripture says, and the problem is sin, is is sin. And in Darwinism, there's no answer to that problem. The answer is you better be the strong. You better be the strongest. Uh, we don't have that. We don't say that. We say sin. We're all in trouble because we can't overcome this. We can't. We can't stop it. We can't. We can't stop the pain. Uh, even Jesus Himself says, <clears throat> "The poor you'll always have with you." We're not going to solve these problems. It's not going to be there. And so what we what we need is we need somebody from outside of us. Something from outside of us needs to help us because we cannot we cannot help our ourselves. Uh, I'm sure we've all found ourselves in a situation before where we had to get help outside of us. And it can be a humbling experience, it can be a terrifying experience. Uh, but we've all been in those situations in one way. Or another, like if you've ever been at a cash register, you know, and you're you're up there and you're getting maybe just a couple things. I guess this was this was before cards really existed much, because now everybody has a card and they just pay with the card. But where you realize I don't have enough money to pay for what I just ordered, you know, and it's embarrassing, and you're like, oh, I thought I had more money, or you're you know, when you're a kid and you're at McDonald's trying to add it all up, and you're like, I didn't know there was tax, <laughs> and it mm-hmm. messed you up, you know. And it's embarrassing, and somebody from outside has to come and help. You know, like, I'll give you a dollar, or I'll give you this. And it's just one of those weird, you know, little experiences. What are you laughing? I want to buy these shoes. That's what came into your head, huh? That's, that's that song. Nice. Scott will be performing that this Christmas. Yeah, we'll have a special. That would be a great. Yeah. We'll do a music video. Yeah. And we'll play the video Ooh, wow. of him. Of Scott doing that, yeah. and that baby would go crazy. Yeah. Oh. And last night, how babies were born. That was, I thought, I told Courtney about yeah. that last night. That was a very helpful um, homiletical gesture you did. I doing that. <laughs> Larry Weaver did. Let's go to the tape. Let's there go to the one. tape. <laughs> no, so it didn't happen. There is no tape. I know, yeah, so see, you can say it didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> you're making this up. <laughs> I think you're just exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got lost in that. Uh, so we have a problem. We need to go outside of ourselves, right? Um, and so we see God's generosity because as we see in Scripture, which was prophesied in Genesis 3.15, that God was going to provide a solution to all of it. All of creation's corruption, all of the problems in creation caused by sin, God was going to solve the problem, and he was going to solve the problem in a very unconventional way. He was going to send his son to solve the problem. And so in the Sermon on Sunday, which I would encourage you, if you haven't heard it, hopefully you are able to hear it uh, on our church's website. Hopefully it'll be there, maybe on the podcast thing. Uh, Maybe you can listen to it there. But I would encourage you to listen to it because what I tried to do is walk through God's generosity to us in Christ and saying that God gave us his son. His son, Jesus, came and lived the life that we could not live. Jesus took God's wrath for us in our place, that Jesus died in our place. This was his heel being bruised, but then Jesus rises again. This is the serpent being his head being destroyed, right? 
And then Jesus ascends to the Father with all power and authority, now serving also as our Savior, as our mediator. So outside of us, God made a way through his Son in order for us to have our problem solved of sin because we couldn't do it on our own. Now, gentlemen, as I walk through that, <clears throat> do you guys have anything on those on those points that we talked about? Because honestly, the message Sunday, very basic. I mean, it needs to be a very basic message, one that we understand and know. And this is why I encouraged our congregation to bring friends or people who are lost because just trying to walk through who Jesus is, what he has done, <clears throat> and how God has solved our our problem. And so when we look at this in the eyes of God being generous in Christ, right? Again, gives us a son, lives the life we can't, God's wrath on him. He dies, buried, he rises again, he ascends on high. Um, I don't have a great question, I guess, but I would like you guys to be more involved than you have been. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> it's not working. I think <laughs> what you said <laughs> earlier about, like I had written down um, in my notes from your sermon that knowing what your problem is does not mean that you're able to fix your problem. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that's, I think it's really important because people sometimes would maybe think like, if I just knew why this was happening, mm -hmm. I could fix it. No, no, you can't. Mm. Because what you find out, like if, as you said, like we have the answers, if the answer is that my very nature is sinful and that's just part of who I am, right? I've inherited that from, from my first parents, from Adam and Eve. I, okay, I know what the problem is, but I, I still need something outside of me to, to, to help this. I still need God's help. You're not going to find your answer from something in the world through whatever that might be, uh, finding new friends, being part of therapy, starting to exercise or whatever the world would tell you, do this, do this, you can do this, you can solve your problem by doing this. But what we find out over and over again is that everything I do doesn't work. It doesn't solve my problem. I need something, like you said, outside of myself to solve my problem for me. And um, I just think that's really helpful. Yeah, so just mm -hmm. highlighting, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, the uh, there's a podcast I know about that has the phrase extra nose outside of ourselves right so um that's what that means right so yeah we have to have a salvation it's, uh, latin. it's latin it's latin outside of ourselves um paul says that if righteousness were through the law then christ died for no purpose mm -hmm. so the law <clears throat> represents everything that is possible in this world everything every um every uh you know, Scott mentioned those exercise or uh, living morally or therapy or whatever. Every single thing that you could do to possibly be made right or fix this problem with God, to get back in a right relationship with God, to be back in harmony with him is represented by the law. So, um, and, and Paul is saying here, if anything in this world, if anything in the law Anything that you do, anything that is sourced inside you could have the, the capability or the power to make that relationship right again and make things right with God, then it was ridiculous for Jesus to come outside from, from outside the world into our world to die for us. So the fact that he does that shows, yeah, there's, there's no way we can fix this problem 
There's zero solution. If apart from Jesus, this whole world is in darkness and there's no hope. But because he breaks through the heavens and comes down, as Scott preached last night, coming in the, the Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit, and the fact that he comes um, from outside of our world without us asking for him, without us begging for him, without us even knowing that we needed him, him just coming while we were still ungodly um, makes us righteous and crushes the snake's head um, in our place. Yeah, and when we're thinking about, again, God's generosity, uh, it's hard for us to put ourselves in that situation to think of a uh, an example of what it means to be generous uh, like God has been because God did all of this knowing that this is how it was going to go. It's a, it's one thing to, it's one thing for your kids to find themselves in a problem and now mom or dad has to step in and solve the problem for, for it. Right. That's one thing that you could look at mom and dad and say, you were very kind to me by helping me here. But it's another thing when, when God looks and he's like, sin is going to happen. You know, this is what's going to take place. It's going to require my son to go and to die. And all of this is going to have to happen. And I still love you enough that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Creation didn't need to happen. Didn't add anything to God. But he did this. And it's, it's in his kindness and in his generosity that he, that he did this. And so we see the love that he has. And, and so... And looking at God's generosity in Christ, talking about those things, again, we could talk about it more if we would like. But we went then to the offer that is that is given to solve the problem. And I went to Matthew 11, 25 through 30. I just, I just like this passage. I mean, you just, whether good or bad, you hear so much now about people struggling and people hurting and mental health and this and that, right? That just seems to be like this common, common thread now in uh, I think Matthew eleven twenty five to 30 really speaks to that because it says, At that time Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Jesus then says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus offers this problem, this solution, I mean, to man's problem to everybody here. He says, Here, you know, here, here it is. I'm offering it, I'm offering it to you, and the offer is a promise of of rest. If you're burdened, if you're heavy laden, we can add our own language into that today. If you're anxious, if you're troubled, if you're Go on and on. Whatever whatever those key buzzwords are today floating out around the world. If this is you, I'm here to solve that problem and to give you rest. Come to me, right? Uh, and it's a very important thing for us to understand that this gift of grace is being offered to to us by Christ. It's being offered to you by by Jesus. There's no there's no caveat. Right, and and Jesus addresses that in other areas with the Samaritans and with mm-hmm. Gentiles. There's no there's no caveat here. It's are you heavy? Are you burdened? Are you heavy laden? Basically, do you have a problem? Come to me. I'm going to mm-hmm. solve your problem. I'm going to solve your problem. Which mm-hmm. which just proves even more that sin is the underlying problem of all this stuff that we're talking about. Sin's the issue. 
And Christ says, I've come to solve this issue for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, you watch TV, right? <clears throat> and so many of the commercials, um, you'll see commercials, right? And one of the things about commercials is for, for particularly if they're going to give you a phone number at the very end to go get this product or call up, is they want to help you realize why you need it, how your life is insufficient without this product, right? And you see, I love it whenever they show uh, in black and white pictures, they'll show somebody getting frustrated with this pan or whatever. Gosh, you know, it's just so frustrating. I can't get these pans right, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they go to color, and then all of a sudden, the lady's just so it's very easy. easy oh, it's so eggs. easy. Yeah. Look, see, this is what you need. And I remember. I'm not using a pan. I bought it Goodwill. I'm using I know. a new one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And so, um, but I remember. <clears throat> Uh, one of our professors uh, at seminary talking about Isaiah 55, where he says, um, come to the waters and drink. Come buy wine and meat and whatever without money, without price. Come, come. And he said he drew an analogy from where he was like at Sam's Club or something, and there was a guy doing a, a knife selling event, right? And he's showing people these knives and just how passionate he was and you know, showing people why you need all these knives. And without getting too crass, there is a metaphor the Bible's using there with that come. And that's kind of what Jesus is doing here. Listen, I've got a deal for you that, that you're never going to get anywhere else. Look, look at you. You're worn out. You're weary. You're drained. You're spiritually exhausted. And you can't do anything to fix it. Here I am. And the good news is, is you don't have any money? Good. Because if you had, if you tried to buy this, it wouldn't work. Here I am. Mm-hmm. Over. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the beauty of those of that imagery, right? Is that yeah. he's he's here he's here for us, one hundred percent free gift. Yeah, and and what's what's beautiful about this is when you have that right perspective, when you come to Jesus for the remedy, which is him his himself and what he's done for us, then these other means of grace that he gives through his people, like you know. Um, a support group that people are struggling with, maybe addiction or therapy or exercise class or whatever, those then become framed in the right right way. So rather than going to that thinking, okay, if I have a therapist or if I have this class, then all my problems are going to be fixed. Now it's like it's flipped. I'm I'm coming to Jesus. He's, my problem is sin, but now I can go to these other things and these can continue to help heal me. You know, and that's, that's, but our culture gets it wrong. Obviously we, we, so we, we flip the script. Yeah. Because when Jesus, when Jesus was talking about this, that stuff didn't exist. Right. (laughs) Right. They didn't, they didn't have that stuff because it it wasn't really about that stuff. Now that goes back to what we were talking about, about how God has been gracious to us in creation. Right. Yeah. There's blessings in creation for mm-hmm. us to enjoy. Thanks. They literally just had planet <clears throat> fitness. The whole world was <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? That Think was about good. that. Yeah. I don't I don't have a membership at that planet fitness, but I have a free membership at this planet. Is it free? Well, I pay taxes for it. <laughs> yeah. I pay taxes. <laughs> the air you breathe. Yeah. Tax. The water you drink. Tax. No, that's that is a helpful reminder because what we're not saying is that there's not benefit in those things. Right. Absolutely. Right? No. Yeah. It's like, like there's actually been yeah. very clear studies done that you are probably going to be in a better mood if you exercise or if you eat right. Like yeah. God has made us as embodied yeah. creatures. We've talked about that before. Yep. Just like we would say with medicine. Medicine is a kind, gracious yes. gift of God to be able exactly. to take Tylenol for mm-hmm. aches and pains. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we need to view it as that, right? As yeah. this is a this is a gift from God. My my friends are a gift from God. My church family yep. is a gift from God. My parents this is a gift from God. He's been kind. He's been kind to me. Now don't get me wrong. As we say that and every time I teach that or say things like that, in my mind I'm thinking but there's somebody out there right now who had horrible parents, mm-hmm. right? 
and yeah, that's that's probably true, mm-hmm. and that's sad. That's a cause of sin. That's yep. because of sin yep. Yep. and the corruption. That's what we're talking about. Jesus is talking to you. You know, you who had the crappy parents who are really mean to you and bad to you. Mm-hmm. You you're late. You're heavy laden. You are burdened. You've had a tough life. Yep. Come to me. Yep. Right? I think the important one of the things I tried pointing out uh, in my sermon last night, going through the Apostles' Creed, was that Jesus is our Savior, but we need to make sure we're clear of what He's saving us from. Yeah, that was good because. I think sometimes we like to identify those outward things, like whether they're bad parents or whatever other ailments we have, and we like to say, well, that's my main problem. And the problem with saying that is that means if that's your problem, then you're really just a victim of all of this bad stuff that's happened to you. Mm-hmm. When that's, it may be true. Like, I mean, you know, having bad parents that would treat you wrongly is not a good thing, and you are a victim of that. But that's not the ultimate source of all of your ailments and mm-hmm. all of your problems. And really, a lot of it will come back to sin that's in the world that, that you struggle with. Right. Of whether or not exercise is good for you or medicine is good for you or your parents, like, raising you right. Like, that's all factors. But at the end of the day, you don't need salvation from bad parents. Right. At the end of the day, you don't need salvation from a bad diet or mm-hmm. salvation mm-hmm. from a bad economic <clears throat> environment that you're part of. Mm-hmm. You need salvation from your sin. Yeah, that's your main problem. Yeah. Right, that's your spiritual problem. Because uh, there's been a lot of Christians faithful throughout the years that had horrible parents. Yeah, there's been a lot of Christians that have been in horrible economic situations or persecution mm-hmm. situations, and they're in heaven right now. Because they had their main problem solved through the gift that Jesus brings. Yeah, those other problems can be solved by man. Maybe not perfectly, Mm -hmm. but people can overcome bad parents without Christ. Mm -hmm. People can overcome bad economic situations without without Christ, right? Without being Christians. There's alcohol addiction. Yeah, they they can be fought, right? Those things can be can be fought and can be dealt with and we don't deny that. Like mm-hmm. what you said, Scott's exactly right. But there mm-hmm. is a problem mm-hmm. that you cannot fix. Mm-hmm. Try all you want. You know, I've laid that out to us in the congregation before. Don't sin this week. Don't. Don't do it. And we can't. We just we just can't. We fall. Mm-hmm. The we minute fall that you flat. say, Okay, well you just sinned. <laughs> you just lied to yourself. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> it's just the truth. And so we see Jesus, we gotta go quick, so we all have to leave. We have this offer from Christ himself. Take take me, right? Yep. Here it is. And then we have in first Timothy it telling us in chapter two that God desires all men to be saved. So there's this universal call that he you know here it is the same type of thing salvation is here for you and so then when you ask that question you know well then what happens from here well it's what jesus said i mean it was funny i i left my office one day because i had i had the two points right jesus offers it god desires it and in my head i'm like i'm trying to think what what is my third point i'm go get it uh what i mean i'm trying kind of go through all these things and i was talking with spencer a little bit and he's like what about take it and I was like, yeah, take it. And then I go back to what Jesus said. And Jesus said just that. Take my yoke, right? Take mm-hmm. it. And then that's that's that invitation call, right? Mm-hmm. Is So what do you do in response to this? Jesus is offering it. God wants it for you. Well, what do I do? Just You just take it. It's yours. Here. You know, and uh, I think people think that it has to be more to it. There's got to be some ceremonial thing right, that needs to happen and take place. And it's like, no, 
we read that's why I read Romans 10 9 and 10 just yep. just confess and believe just I believe I believe that it's there for me to take and that it's mine and that's what it is that's that's what salvation is salvation is given through that and as I said all that other stuff when God does that in a person's life that other stuff some faster some slower tends to work that out right that's when you'll start to see the need for church and the importance of church should right you'll start to see your need to give to the church or to care for your neighbor or to be kind and to be patient because you're going to if you're understanding this generosity that God has given you in his son Jesus Christ and you're going to want to read his word and know more about it and 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 then God promises through the holy spirit that your life will be transformed and changed again we talk often we're going to struggle with sin absolutely but there is going to be change because God's kind to us and that's what he that's what he does I think we could all share testimonies of that again I'm not a I was never a drug addict so I can't be like he freed me from drugs I don't have that testimony Mm -hmm. but I can say you know he's freed me from anger and he's freed me from uh doubts at times he's freed me for like I think we could all share these instances that when we look back it's like God has done this Sometime over the span of 20 years or whatever it is, you know, for you, God really has done this in my life, and it's because he's kind to me. And uh, and so I don't know what God has done in the service. I, I hope that people took it. <laughs> I hope that Christians were reminded of that free offer of grace. I hope that some Christians were reminded that it's offered to everybody, and we need not hold it back from people. Um, God desires them to be saved, whether you think they're worthy of it or not. Um, Christ died for them. And so we uh, we need to be faithful, I think, to that also. So I hope, again, that that sermon was refreshing to many. I know it was good for me to study and to go through it. You guys got any last words on it at all? Nothing. Just talked about take it, offers free, nothing for many of you. You told us, so we had to go. So, I mean, you're in a hurry. <laughs> We have a funeral to be we, to. Yeah. We, we gotta take a, it and go. We have a funeral. Yeah, this is drive through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't loiter. All right. Well, uh, we look forward, hopefully, to seeing you this coming Sunday. We'll continue this uh, series. Look forward to continuing it. Um, hope that you have a great week. Until then, but we do we do hope to see uh, see you on Sunday. But uh, like I said, have a great week. God bless. <laughs>